How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with Kevin Perdios. Uh, no Chris Henrique today. He's out with uh, he's out on injury designation today uh, due to a migraine. Um, so it will be just us today. Uh, this is episode 22 of Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports, Exogun, and sponsored by Shocked Energy. Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that Shorthand takes a Boston Bruins podcast. It's brought to you by Couch Guy Sports and is now sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Head over to shockedenergy.com to use promo code CGSN for 10% off your order today. Shockedenergy.com. Use promo code CGSN for 10% off your order today. I had a whole show planned today. And then, uh, you know, then I'm watching this uh, Bruins game. Uh, big game today was supposed to be against the Leafs. Uh, I don't think the Bruins knew there was a big game against the Leafs today. Uh, they are currently down 6-2 going into the third. Um, and yeah, Brad Marchand just got 10-minute misconduct heading into the third. So it's been a uh, it's been an eventful afternoon and night for the Bruins so far. It has not gone the way uh, they wanted it to there, Kevin, huh? No, no, not not at all. Um, you know, we, we were talking a little bit before the show. It It's... Like you said, it's a game. It's a game that's pretty big. Um, the one you you definitely need to have. You have the opportunity to, you know, if you get two points here, to basically jump two spots in in the standings in in your conference. Um, they're both Lightning. Sorry, the Maple Leafs and the Bruins are tied at eighty-seven points. So the Lightning's have Lightning have eighty-eight. You win tonight ideal or theoretically you're moving into second place behind the Panthers, but um, yeah, it, it's a big game. And I, like you said, I don't think the Bruins knew hockey was being played tonight. No. when the biggest thing that uh, we have seen so far in this game is um, so it's six to two. Uh, Swayman has given up some rebound goals. Like we, he usually does. And that's something obviously we said he needs to work on. Um, a lot of it has been on the defense, though, and it's not like it's the top pairing. Like, you know, they're doing fine. It's that bottom fourth pairing of Clifton and Carlo, and it's mostly that other side, which is Clifton. He's allowed two turnovers that have turned into goals, um, and that that's huge because, you know, right now they're trying, they're trying to piece together that last defensive pairing, and right now uh, Bruce Cassidy's getting a lot of shit for – you know, benching Mike Riley. And this is a, this is a true, this was supposed to be a true test for Connor Clifton. And now I think you're going to see him up in, uh, he's going to be a cliffy press box here. <laughs> um, come fr- uh, come Thursday's game against uh, the New Jersey devils. Yeah. What do they call it? The, not the fourth floor, but the, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, like you he, said, he's, he, 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 he's going to be uh Ice level. He's gonna be very high up. Let's put it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna be. Um, they're gonna basically be putting them, putting them on as high up as you can go without you know, standing on the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, it's it's hard not to get. You know, you you obviously get worked up, especially as this game's going on. Um, but these types of games happen. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a long season. It's a long, um, kind of long stretch here leading up to the final couple months of the, the season. And these type of games happen. And 
we talked earlier, they were what four, five, four game win streak coming yep. into this. So, um, you know, you're bound to lay a goose egg at some point, and it just so happens to be against a team you're tied for, tied with in the standings, and not ideal, but it'll be okay. It's one game. You try not to, um, try not to read too much into it. And with that said, Allmark is now yep. going to be net to start. So, and it's expected. I mean, it's six to two. You don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to rile up uh, Swayman any more than he is. And there's a uh, Marshand right now uh, getting into the conduct for uh, bitching out the ref. So, uh, you know, I guess there's more of him bitching out the ref than it was the uh, cross checking. He might he might he might have got a two minute for that, and then they added on that extra uh, the ten minute because you know he decided to uh, call out a ref because you know the refs are pansies nowadays, and that's how. Yeah, that's how it, 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 you know what, and and he's not entirely wrong, but I under. You know, <laughs> We have this battle all the time, right? Like oh, this yeah. is with him especially. It's the refs have been kind of a joke, but you don't, you know, the refs can't put the puck in the back of the net for you. No, you know, that that's they're part of the game. You know, I I being a high school coach, I tell my guys all the time, guys, you have to prepare for these um these umpires, these refs, whatever maybe to suck. Yep, we have to find like it's gonna happen. You got to play through it. At the end of the day. You know they can only control so much, and I'm not I'm not gonna deny that he has a gripe. The boarding call against Pasternak was a joke. That's a joke penalty. That's a joke call. That they call it on a play that happens 150 times a game that doesn't get called. You know, yeah. it, it's so. I think with a lot of gripes that people have, it's don't vary from the way you call it. Like call, try to call it as consistently as possible because when you're moving that fast and the guys in the NHL now, they, they fly. You know, we talk yeah. all the time that there's no enforcers. There's no, um, you know, that's kind of phasing out of the game. These dudes can move. So when you, even really, you just kind of throw it for, like, I don't even know, like a little, little shoulder, little forearm jab out there. Someone that's moving is gonna get gonna get tossed around a little bit because they're just going so fast. And every single play you look at, you're like, "How is that not a hit from behind? How is this not a hit from behind?" And it's that hit uh, that call was similar to all the other plays you see a hundred times a game that don't don't get called, and yeah, they call them for it. And it, it's you know, I think the biggest thing is call however you want to call it but be consistent and that's, that's it. And let these guys know what's going to be a penalty and what's not. And that's kind of probably what Posnark and Marshan would probably be griping about a little bit. And I bet you Marshan once again, his track record kind of just already puts him on the hot seat. Oh yeah. 100%. So that, that doesn't help either. And Um, the big, the biggest thing, and I've stated this on Twitter multiple times in the last, hour and a half because you know i i want to call out the refs but i also want to mention that you know it, it, this has nothing to do with how the bruins are playing how they are playing has not the refs are not affecting right. that in what, what in any way whatsoever the way the bruins are playing they're playing like shit and that's that's the way it is and that's just that just you, you're bound to have that game but the rate the way the refs have let have let this game get out of hand is just ridiculous at this point and now you go back to saying, you know, you got to be fair on both sides. Uh, so you had that boarding call on, you know, Pasternak earlier in the game. 
you were talking about. Well, later on, uh, Taylor Hall got boarded uh, by a Toronto player, wasn't called. And then when uh, t- uh, Taylor Hall retaliated by pretty much punching him in the face from behind, that was called a two minute minor for, you know, whatever well, misconduct. So, I mean, should he, should he have retaliated? Probably not. I mean, he shouldn't have punched him in the face. Of course not. But you know, the fact that, you know, it was a clear boarding and the ref was right there watching it and you didn't call that a boarding. It's kind of, it's just, I, like I said, I don't want to blame the refs because the way the Bruins are playing is just so far bad that, you know, you can't, <laughs> there's no way you can blame the refs on this one. No, no way. Right. Right. And, and it's kind of, you know, and I forget the saying, but it's like, once one thing goes bad, it's kind of just a waterfall at this point, you know, exactly. you know, it's nothing's going your way right now. And, and that's going to happen. They need to get through this game, stay healthy, get through this game um, and move on to tomorrow, learn from it and forget and move on to the next day. We move on to, I think they play the Thursday or Friday this week. They play, again. they play um, New Jersey on Thursday and that's Tuka Rask's night. They're calling it the Tuka Rask ceremony thing that all right then there you go so, so yeah just you know kind of learn from it yeah. and then move on and put it behind you and just keep going forward it's just another day just another game come back against new jersey and kick their teeth in uh so yeah so we'll move on from that for now um you know uh so the rundown for today we i mean we uh we recap the, uh, you know, Maple Leaf game as, much as, we, <laughs> as much as we could at six to two. And if there, if there was a comeback, you know, no, it ain't going to happen. So we're not going to worry about that. Uh, so let's recap the last uh, couple of games, because before this, they, they've been really, they've been honestly red hot. And we have seen the impact that uh, Hampus Lindholm has put on uh, at least the first pairing, obviously not the fourth pairing or the third pairing, but uh, the, that first pairing. And he's, he's made a big, He's made a big impact on this team the last couple of games that mixed with, of course, the Berge, return of Bergeron from his uh, infection in his arm. Yeah, I, I love Lindholm. I think this guy's a great addition. Um, one of the plays, it, it's people don't even notice it. It was kind of, I was watching either his first or second game. I want to say it was against, I think it was against the Lightning. What it, whatever, I think it was maybe his first game. I forget which one, but just the type of play, the puck's coming into the zone. He picks a puck up at the hash marks, goes around the net, has two or three different guys coming after him, and he just kind of muscles them off the puck and is able to take it himself getting out of the zone and clear the zone. Something like that was an underrated thing that we didn't have. Like, we never had – or at least this year, obviously like a char or whatever that char was always able to do that because he's so goddamn big that no one can move him. But Lindholm's ability to just kind of stay strong on the puck and, and clear it himself when he needs to is something we haven't had. And I think Ty Anderson today said it perfectly. Um, you know, really the good teams, the, the cup contending teams really need to, or really need a, number one defenseman on both sides, both sides of the ice, left left and right shot defenseman. And that's exactly what they have now in, in Lindholm. And I think the Bruins shirt up a lot of things for the future by 
signing him and signing him to stay next to McAvoy for the rest of McAvoy's contract and rest of Lindholm's contract. That's kind of a good, that's a very good, um, I think what gets lost here is the ability that these guys are going to be here for a while and it shares up your number one deep pairing. Well, wow. Uh, no, 100%. And you know, that's a, uh, you know, we haven't seen much uh, from a, I don't remember who the, uh, who's the other guy we <laughs> traded for. I don't remember. Yeah. Right. Brown. Is it Brown? Uh, Josh Brown. We haven't seen much from him lately. Um, once again, I mean, he's, he's going to be part of that, you know, merry-go-round of, uh, you know, defensive pairings that they can try out for the next couple of weeks so they can figure something out for the playoffs. Because basically, I mean, you're basically locked in at the playoffs at this point. Um, but, you know, you're just looking for that seating now where you want to be. And, yeah, uh, Charlie McAvoy just bought you in. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my reaction. <laughs> yeah, just... I kind of. I kind of bit the inside of my mouth. I was going to say something Ooh. else there, but um, man just got bought. Charlie McAvoy just killed someone. That is uh that is frustrations being I, the only reason I'm watching this game right now is because I knew the third quarter would be absolutely ugly when it comes to fights and all that stuff. And I really want to see it. It's, it's not going to be a pretty rest of the third quarter for uh, either team. And uh, like I said, the refs are letting this one get out of hand, but I digress. Um, and so that, uh, you know, they played well, uh, and I think the biggest aspect of you know them playing well the last couple of games, it's not just the first line. Um, lately, it's been just the first line scoring, and they've had parts to do with it here and there. But uh, the now the now so called what everyone's calling the one two three line uh, is the third line. They have been absolutely red hot minus today, obviously, absolutely scorching hot with Charlie McAvoy, uh, not Charlie McAvoy, uh, uh, Craig Smith and Charlie Coyle. Both have been on a tear lately, um, and that's something you don't want to break up here come the playoffs either. But that third line has been a huge, uh, huge responding for a team that needed more offense out of uh, more than just their first line. Yeah, it's they're getting hot at the right time, right? And what what really is the motive of all those guys are not the not the motive, but the mo I guess of those guys is they're all very streaky. You know, so when they're hot, they're hot and they're on. And it's, it's good to see what potentially is there. We just have to get them hot at the right time. You know, we need this streak come the playoff time. Are they going to be there? Or are they going to disappear? And I think that's been that's been the thing with the Bruins last couple years, last couple playoff runs is they look for that perfection line. I know it's not a thing anymore right now, but they look to that. Well, why aren't you guys getting our offense? Well, Theoretically, the good playoff teams don't, their number one lines or their first lines don't really contribute as much as you think, right? They usually, the way they look at it is your first lines almost shut each other down. And it's the second and third lines that um, really are the difference makers. So if this third line can get going and then, um, you know, we, we carry that into the playoffs. And I think there's going to, they're going to call up one or two guys here to try to help even solve that fourth line, give it more of that energy line back, what they would call it back in uh, what, 2011 or whatever with, um, yeah. oh, forget who it was. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of what they're shooting for here and it's kind of shaping to be that way. But yeah, you, you know, it, 
you need your number one line. This isn't you don't expect your third line to be playing as well as they have recently. So when they're not on, it's almost like yeah, okay, they're not supposed to be on. That's why they're on the third line. That's why there's six guys in front of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it's the you, 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 also you know they're not having a good game when the Pasternak has two off the post today, and it's just not it's not good. Um, but anyway, that being said. Um, so we look at that aspect of things and, you know, I want to bring this up really quick too, before I get to a little fun aspect of what I wanted to bring up today. Um, Fabian Lysel has been mentioned, you know, to possibly come back up or to come up to the Bruins possibly, you know, kind of maybe give them a jolt of energy. Do you think that would help them at all in the aspect of, you know, getting another, uh, wing, to score on maybe that uh, you don't want to, you obviously don't, you don't want to break up that third line. So maybe the fourth line or something like that, or maybe even the second line, but regardless, do you think bringing up someone like Fabian Lysel this early would, you know, benefit the Bruins? Yeah, I, I think it would. People forget that Martian came up that way, right? Like Martian came up during the playoff run and was on the fourth line. You know, when you bring up a kid like that, who he, he's going to be a part of your future. Um, he's going to be around for a while. It seems like if he's living up to the hype that people are staying and everything we've seen, he is and will. Introducing him to that a playoff environment on, on the fourth line where whatever we get from you is great, right? Like whatever we just go out and play your game because you're only going to be out there for 10 minutes a game, right? If, if that. You know, introducing it, but introducing the playoff environment, Boston environment on a smaller scale is always good. The only thing I would say that I would be hesitant about is don't call him up just to call him up. Like, don't call him up because, well, we have to or, well, we want to make sure this kid's really developing. Like, if he's really ready and we think he's ready, sure, call him up, but don't rush him up here let him kind of get settled wherever he is. So we're not hindering his development. And if that's, if we view that as not the case, then yeah, call him up, see what, see what he can do on the fourth line and, and see what happens. You know, maybe all of a sudden he comes up on the fourth line and is, doesn't miss a beat. And the third line guy on the third line goes cold. Then he, he jumps in there or, Hell, maybe someone on the power player. You, you never know, right? So yeah, a kid with that type of skill set, I'm never going to say don't introduce because it seems like we're solidifying the defense a little bit. I know this this game's a doesn't back that statement up at all, but the next thing is that we've always talked about is secondary scoring, and and we don't have that really anymore. And I <laughs> think, um. I think we want to make sure that's not an issue come whenever playoff time. I'm blanking on when the playoffs start. February or February. Yeah, February. <laughs> Good job, Kev. Uh, it's uh, usually middle of April. Um, yeah. There's yes. 17 games. There's roughly yeah. 17 games left in the season right now. So, or, yeah. I mean, um, I would like to see it. I think it would be cool to see. We. It looks like I'm um, looking at the schedule now. Last game is, I think, against the Maple Leafs. That could turn out to be <laughs> oh, a boy. <laughs> that could turn out to be a big game. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see it. I think yep. it's a good idea. If, if he's ready, call him up. Don't rush him up and, and see what happens. Put him on the fourth line and let him just 
soak in the environment for a couple weeks. So we're at about the midway point of our show. So I got to read this now. Uh, head over to shockedenergy.com to use promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Uh, that's shockedenergy.com and use promo code CGSN for 10% off your next order today. So something interesting I saw today. Um, so the Bruins, obviously, Bruins and Maple Leafs haven't faced each other at the, at the Garden since uh, 2019, October of 20. 20- October of 2019 because of obviously COVID issues and restrictions and all that fun stuff. The last time they faced each other, these were the lines. This is actually very interesting. Obviously you had Bergeron, uh, Marsha and Apostle knock on that first line. Nothing's changed there. It's after that is where it gets fun. Uh, DeBrus Coyle and Brett Ritchie were on that second line. <laughs> uh, Brett Ritchie being on the second line is just dumbfounding to me at that point. Uh, just a reminder, I know this was early on in the season, but this was the year they made the run at the, they lost in, in the Stanley Cup final. So just remember that as I'm reading this more. Danton Heinen, Parr Lindholm, and David Backus on the third line. I, I, I vaguely remember Parr Lindholm. I, I, I thought he was just like, a, I don't know what folk lore folk hero whatever like i, I saw just, lynn i saw lindholm and i'm just like wait why why is yeah i i campus on <laughs> i've always heard the name right i always remember the name oh yeah. i can't remember what that dude looked like he could be standing right in front of me and i'll be like who who are you you're a professional <laughs> hockey player i've right, never heard of you buddy uh i think he came in a trade or something i can't remember uh and on that fourth line before we get to the defense is bjork corrali and oh, wagner God. Um, so th- those, those were your scoring lines. And then obviously you had Chara and McAvoy, which was a great pairing, first pairing, just like you have now with Lind Holman, um, Lind Holman McAvoy. Then you have Krug and Carlo, which was another good pairing. Then that's a great pair. It was great pairing at that time. And you have Grizzly and Clifton, which is, I mean, you I mean, once again, you're getting kind of up there with Grizzly has really, you know, solidified himself as one of the better defensemen now on the Bruins, obviously behind. Lindholm and uh, um, McAvoy, but now you really don't. I just dropped my pen, but um, <laughs> now, now you really don't uh, have anything there. And then obviously you have Rask as your goalie, and then Halak. So oh, that that was your lines back in 2019, and boy, how much has changed. I still think about the fact that you know we had both Richies on on our team at one point, um, yep. not together. You know, I I really wish we could have seen them together. At one point, but we didn't. But you know, what 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 do you what do you think? Uh, as obviously a lot has changed, but you know, offensively, th- this team should be better offensively now than they were back in 2019. Oh yeah, this team's offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I I think definitely. I think we're a much much deeper scoring team. Um, you're you're, you know the. Obviously, I think the key is breaking up that first line. Um, I just think back back to if we had Krejci on this team, man, that would be even, I know, pipe dreams and everything like that. But, yeah, I think going through it as you were reading it, I was kind of thinking, wow, this team, this team really seems to stack up a lot better than the 2019 team. Krejci um, must have been hurt in that uh, game because – he wasn't on the lines for that one. Just noticed that. That must be why uh, that must be why Richie wasn't 
That must be why Par Lindholm was playing, actually. Probably. Now, now that I think about it, you know. The but yeah, I, I think what stands out is you have obviously Tuca being Tuca. So I would say advantage goaltending. The deep pairing, you see how quickly it fell apart. You had two, you had two very good first two lines of um, deep pairings. Carlo, Carlo got hurt that playoff run. That's where I think where everything fell apart, and we got exposed basically. But kind of reminds me of this year. You have that really solid, really solid. Um, Number one pairing, pretty good number two pairing, but what's after that? What's what's the backup if someone goes down, you know, in the long playoff series? Right. And and so then you look at your offense, like we talked about quickly. I think we're a much deeper scoring team. I think the the optics of what we just talked about, introducing a um like sell or introducing him to this could yep. boost that. I think there's other guys that we just, the kid we talked about at the end of last show um, signing from BC, the kid that we just signed there. I think he, he may be someone that we introduce to that fourth line. So I think there's secondary help coming and that's why I would give the offense a boost here. Never mind the development of pasta, Martian, Bergeron, yeah. Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, like all these guys have developed and, and, and been a lot more effective, but pretty similar team, man, right? Like overall, it's it's a tough team to say which team is deeper, better than the other, but. Um, and that, that 2019 team, um, you know, was really something special uh, come the end of that season too, because you saw, you saw they, they swept the Carolina Hurricanes in a series that, you know, that was expected to be a very good series too at one point. Um, but they absolutely dominated them. Um, I think they did they take out the Islanders that year. I can't remember. Um, I think so. Um, I think the Islanders was like a six game series or something like that. Yeah, five or six game series. And I think that's when Carlo went down. Yeah, I think and then Carlo I, went down in like game five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then after that, we they just weren't the same because obviously, like you said, they don't have that you know solidified second pairing that really. You had Krug then. Uh, Krug was playing injured. He had Chara who broke his jaw halfway yep. through the, um, you know, uh, halfway through the play uh, Stanley Cup final, and you know that that D got uh, you know just messed right up. And there, I mean, there was nothing you could do about it. But it was just unfortunate how it all came about. Let's see, where, who did they play? Um, well, they they played the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. Is that when Carlo broke his kneecap? I think so. Oh, I think, dude, I, think like, he, I think he took a puck oh. off the knee. I think he took a puck off the knee. Yeah, that was ugly. Um, so yeah, they played. Uh, uh, they played in the first round. They played the Maple Leafs. Uh, then they played the. Oh, this is great! This is great podcast work right here. Um, come on, come on. Where are you? Uh, you can find it. They don't do a good job setting this up. Hey, look, a goal. They scored one. Uh, Evan See, I'm a, I'm a few minutes behind you, I think, here. Yeah, I got, I oh, got, are you? <laughs> yeah, I got FUBU, so here we go. I'm about to watch it right now. Um, 
Uh, so it was it was the Maple Leafs, and they played the Columbus Blue Jackets in the second round. How the hell does that puck go in? I don't know. Just <laughs> go with it. I'll take it. Hell yeah. All right. Six minutes, boys. Let's go. We got to get three more. <laughs> so, yeah. So they played the Maple Leafs, the Blue Jackets in the second round. And then the third round, they played Carolina where they swept. And obviously they lost to St. Louis Blues after that. But, you know, um, just, just it, it, it was just a bizarre thing to look at. You know, just the fact that it's been, you know, three years since they played in the TD Garden together against each other is just astounding to me at this point to think about. So, um, so let's look at the upcoming schedule here for the Bruins. Uh, we know they played New Jersey on Thursday. We talked about that. Uh, that is Tuka Rask night. Uh, uh, then they will play the blue jackets, uh, at home on Saturday and they will turn around and play the blue jackets again on Monday, April 4th. Um, at the Blue Jackets, and then they will play the Red Wings on Tuesday, uh, and that's when it gets it gets tough again after that for three games. But up until our next podcast, they have they have they have a good schedule. They have a decent schedule. I will say the Blue Jackets have gotten a little bit better. Um, they are playing better, so I I, I won't count them out. Uh, Red Wings have been horrific lately. Uh, they have been absolutely horrendous. I think they gave up uh, nine goals the other night. And then eight goals like the uh, game before that. And then obviously the New Jersey Devils are just the New Jersey Devils. You, you, their goaltending is horrendous, but their offense is electric. It, it's it's a very, it's a very straight, it's, it's basically like the Toronto Maple Leafs, but just a shittier version of them. So it's the, uh, it's the wish version of that. Sort of like that. <laughs> um, but what, what do you think about this upcoming schedule, Kevin? And, you know, how can they uh, are can they bounce back? Obviously they can, but can they can they make a statement in these four games coming up? Yeah, I think I think they have to, right? Like we're, we're getting down the stretch here. The standings are, yeah, you you're pretty much a lock for play, the playoffs, but you can also move up a couple spots, which never hurts, right? So, um, you're going to make the playoffs, but you want to help your playoff picture and where where the seedings could go and you kind of want to be able to if if you have the opportunity to have home ice advantage right with being the higher seat so just in the Atlantic division you know there's three point or no sorry one point separating first uh second and fourth place so that's that's doesn't seem like much but it is that could be a huge huge benefit. And so these next three or four games, you really have to, you don't have a choice, but to take all, all four of them. Um, you know, you, you can't lose to the devils. Like you said, their goaltending is terrible and you have a pretty good offense. So you should win that game. Columbus is Columbus, you know, so that you gotta, you, you gotta kind of take, Columbus. yeah, you, you know, you gotta take these next you got to go four and zero here. You got to get the the eight points if you can, because immediately after that, you go Lightning, Capitals, Blues, Senators, Penguins, Blues. Exactly. Penguins, Ranger. Like you're you're, you're you in the need to get these next four games. Yeah, you're you're kind at least of in three the out of four. Right. I see. I think if you drop any of those, it's tough because. Oh, it is. Yes, but I I, yeah. I like to look at it like you know, um, yes, they can sweep, and I think they will. But at least three out of four, you give yourself a little bit of a chance when it goes into those 
games, you can't. If it's two out of four, you're screwed. Three out of four, you, you got a chance. If you take you all four, get, yeah, you, you gotta to get, get four, seven though. points. You gotta you get to seven get four. points. If you're gonna lose, you gotta get a point out of that loss. At, 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 at least take I it to overtime. At. at least take right. it to overtime. Right. That's all I'm asking. Take it to overtime and lose. So at least you get seven out of eight possible it, exactly. points. Because really, man, a- after this, it, it's tough. Like this is kind of maybe this is my bold take for the long haul, the rest of the regular season. Yep. But I wouldn't be shocked if they they sit right around five hundred for the rest of the remaining schedule after this. Yep. Because like we were saying, the Lightning, Capitals, Blues, Senators. All right, you should take Penguins, Blues, Penguins, Rangers, Canadians, Panthers, Buffalo. You should beat, and then you end back with Montreal, um, Toronto. <laughs> You it, you very brutal. well could you very well could finish below five hundred in that schedule because yeah. those are good teams. Majority of the teams you're playing are good. And your main focus, especially again towards the end of that schedule, is stay healthy. So you very well could have team. You know, Bergeron oh, six sitting. No, oh, is it six four? Bergeron no. sitting, Marshan sitting, whatever it may be, just to keep them healthy. But um, yeah, I, I really think you need to. Uh, you need you need to take four games here, without a doubt. We have a we have a discussion going on, possibly six to four. I don't I don't know. Uh, it looks like Hall scored, but uh, let's see let's see let's see how they wave this one off. If that they was, wave, that was a they, nutmeg, dude. If they wave this one off, it just buckle up. If they wave this off, that was a goal. I don't under uh, I uh, they I, I think they're discussing whether or not. I mean, come on, stick interference, don't, really? Don't call goalie interference on that. It's a great podcast material right here. I'm just saying, it's just fantastic. I mean, he yes. How he, the hell can you call? It, that? He was oh, already man. he was already nutmeg by the time no he the stick. No way. My dude, was already nutmeg. The puck was moving that entire time. Oh boy, here we go. Buckle up, guys. Buckle up. Oh my god. I, I'm. This will be. Our opening comments, I might rescind those opening comments because this is the bullshit that could change a game. I, I don't understand how that is a goalie interference because this. What is he supposed to do? Well, a the puck was the they're going to review it obviously, but the puck was if you if you look really closely and they're showing a close up of it right now, the puck was already between his legs before he even got before the, he even ran into the stick. So Did they just got, wave it off. I, I don't think they waved it off yet. Uh, they, they, it's being reviewed right now. I think I think Bruce Cassidy challenged it. it it's being called goalie interference. If, if you see, it goes between his legs prior to him running into the stick. Right. So, so it's stuck on his left pad, right? The, the, yeah. That puck is moving the entire time. That is nothing to do. Yeah. That did. Oh, that's nothing to do with that. That puck is going in either way. Yeah. No. They they need to they need to get this one right. Oh man, we we hold, we can't we gotta hold until we find out. You're gonna find out before me, so don't even don't oh, even won't. give it away because <laughs> if I find out that this is going the other way or getting reversed, I'll have a, I'll have a rant. I'll have a rant for you. And 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 I've 
again, coaching high school baseball, we're caught, we're crossing sports again, but I, I tell my guys all the time, prepare for the umps to suck. Right. And for as much as you say, the refs and umps can't impact the game. This is how they impact it. When you, when you put yourself, when you inject yourself into the game, when you make it about you, that's where I have an issue. Yeah. If they reverse this, this is about the refs. This is in, in this, if I'm Cassidy, if they take this back, you have you have over two minutes left, and it would be what six four game? Yes. Easily, easily able to come back. You are injecting yourself into the game. I would, if I'm Cassidy and they reverse this, I'm sitting down in a press conference. I'm taking whatever fine I have to take, and I am ripping into Oh, the- I'm I'm sure, I'm sure uh I'm sure Neely's up upstairs right now, just you know. If they're getting ready to write out a check here, if something does, if this does get overturned, or if this does stay the same, oh man, silence. What will they yeah, do? This is what will they do? But did you even see that? The, you could see the iPad, the refs weren't even looking at that play. They're getting ready like to call looking it. At, yeah, they were looking at some other call. They're getting ready. They're getting ready to call it. Just heads up. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, this is this is fucking entertaining. I love this. Are you fucking kidding me? They took it back. Yeah, no, it's they a goal. reversed this. Yeah, it's a, it's a goal. Oh, oh shit. No, so I so thought what, they reversed it. No, All so right. what they so they they call they call they called it goalie interference to start. And then Bruce Cassie challenged that it wasn't goalie interference and challenged that it was a goal and they won. So Good. It was they goal. should. Yes. Like it, it's, but now, now this is momentum, right? Like you will have a chance. Cassie should be saying, boys, we're not, we're not over here. Let's go. We have an opportunity. Get one more. We're pulling the goalie and we're going to tie this game up and we're going to win it in overtime. We have all the momentum right now. I mean, I'm, wouldn't be the first time the uh, Leafs have blown a lead like this. But I'm not. I'm not saying. Um, I still have. I still have PTSD from that. I had, I was coming back from from a baseball game. My dad goes, "Do you want to go to the, the game?" It's like, oh, "I can't." Whatever. Didn't go. I have a couple of friends over in my basement. We're watching the game. I'm like, damn, thank God I didn't go to this game. All we have an sudden, empty net for Boston now. Oh, here we go. Here Extra we go, man. Oh, shit. Live reaction right here on the pod. <laughs> Just like we all expected it to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. We just threw our entire like plan and just freaking crumbled it up. You, you saw what I wrote on the rundown. Whatever the hell else came yep, up. Honestly. And this is this is the this is whatever the hell else came up. And then you know, uh, but this is where we're missing Chris. Chris, I would love to hear what Chris is saying on this, and hopefully, yeah. you know, doing got, all right. But yeah, he Chris oh. is uh, dealing with a migraine right now, so he's on the IL for a hot. For a week, at least. Oh, I, I thought that puck went. <laughs> my heart's like beating in my chest right now. This is I was a, about to just freak the fuck out. <laughs> this is exciting. This is exciting. Oh man, yeah, but you know, this is again. I'm not gonna not gonna say anything one way or another. But you know, showing the fight and being able to claw back in this and. You go two period. Oh, Pasternak, Jesus, buddy, just missed on it. Um, being able to fight back like this, even if you don't, you don't pull it out the all the way, come back. You know, hey, we we played two bad periods of hockey, and we're still within a goal, 
two goals of these guys. You know, we didn't get didn't get the bounces, didn't whatever. That's a good morale win, you know, that especially yeah. going into these next four of guys, those types of games that happen. You're not going to get the bounces in a seven game series. We have them, right? We're, we're, we have them popular. You know, I, I've heard the other day on 98.5, someone tried to call in and say, oh, well, the Bruins only beat up on the bad teams. They're 500 against all playoff teams. Luckily, I was shocked because I thought Maz being Maz and Felger being Felger, they were going to be like, yeah, they, they stink. They're a... No, they. <laughs> that's exactly what you should be. You That that means you're right. Yeah, you should with, be beating up with the shit teams. Right. right. You beat up on the shit teams and you hang in there with the good playoff teams. That's exactly how you should be as a good team. Right? Like, yeah. no one expects you to be freaking 12 and one against the playoff teams. No, dude, that's why it's a seven game series. Exactly. They expect every series to go seven games because it's good entertainment. So, you know, it, yeah, we're, we're all set here. This game, is this game, this game's over. Uh, you know, no. some positive signs down the end. You played, you t- played two terrible periods of hockey and <laughs> you bounce back and have a good final five minutes of the third period. So you, you paid, played, 55 minutes of bad hockey and you only lose by two goals. Yeah. 100%. You don't want to, don't want to call it a morale win, but at the same time, you'll take, you'll take it. A win's a win at this point. And right. you know, like you said, right. we'll, we'll take it. Um, so what, what, what I'll ask you now. Uh, so what, what's your, what's your uh, hot take uh, going into uh, these next four games as we wrap up this show and this chaotic show that we just had. Yeah, so my hot take, man. Um, over the next six, so I actually no, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick until next show. Um, we'll go four and zero. We'll we'll go four and zero. Um, Lindholm in those four games will have two goals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I then I think I think we're gonna see Brown, and I think I'll go even one step further. I think Brown gets into a – actually, no, Brown doesn't fight. Oh, I want to say he gets into a fight, but I heard he only has like two fighting penalty or fighting majors yeah. in his career. It, it, I think it, he gets in a fight. I think. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll say he gets in a fight. I, I, I have a feeling that, um, that that Blue Jackets game could get – the second Blue Jackets game could get a little chippy. The one on the road. Yeah, could yeah. get a little chippy. I think we beat them up the first time we go out there and it, it's, they try to make a statement and it gets a little chippy. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with, yeah, you'll see Josh Brown and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see Mike Riley back on the bottom pair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cliff, uh, Connor Clifton will take a little extended leave up to the, uh, uh up upstairs to up the elevator, uh, to wherever, uh, uh, you know, wherever they go, wherever they go to disappear. Yeah, I think it's like the 11th floor, 12th yeah. floor. Like yeah, the press I, I boxes. They go right, into press right. boxes. That's all I'll say. And, you know, uh, but I, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll, uh, Hampus will have a couple of big games. And I think Swayman will bounce back uh, in one of these games. He will start. I don't, my guess is he'll start on Saturday. Uh, they'll give him a couple of days off after that game today and uh, let, uh, Old Mark go on Thursday again on Tuka Rask night. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll Don't see. Don't fuck up, buddy. Don't but fuck yeah. up. <laughs> a lot of pressure here. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I'll have them going 4-0 on that trip too. And, you know, 
it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, and that'll do it here for episode 22 of Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guys Sports, sponsored by Shocked Energy, and of course, Excel Ground Massage Guns. Remember, visit shockedenergy.com and use promo code CGSN for 10% off your next order. Uh, hopefully, Chris Henrique will be back next week and we'll have all three of us. And hopefully, the Bruins will not be playing like shit this next time. Uh, I'm Jeff Hoke, and that's Kevin Perdios. And this was Shorthanded Takes at Boston Bruins Podcast.